This is inconstant. Ladies and gentlemen, this is inconstant. My guest today is Marcus McKenzie, aka The Ronin. He's a judo and BJJ practitioner. He loves the philosophies of the martial arts, but more than anything, he loves the thrill of competing. Marcus is a photographer and is the lead of a startup of a media company called No Labels Required. Two of his friends, they do photography. Recently, Marcus has stepped into the world of organizing martial arts event. Uh, Marcus, would you like to say hello to um, the uh, listeners of Inconstant? Of course. What's happening, peeps? What's happening? Uh, so uh, glad to have you here, uh, Marcus. So yeah. how are you? How are you doing? Um, I've been good. Just been putting on weight. But yeah, I've been right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we're recording this uh, June 19th, 2020. We're kind of at the tail end of the lockdown of the the global COVID-19 pandemic. So just to put this into a bit of a historical uh, context. Um, So what I'm going to do today, Marcus, is ask you a series of really weird questions. If there's a topic that you're not comfortable talking about, I'd like you to select a safety word now and I'll stop asking that question. (laughs) Safety (laughs) word. Um, let's just do um, Ronin. <laughs> Ronin. Okay, that is your nickname. So we'll, we'll, we'll get on from there. So your safety word is Ronin. Okay. So uh, the first question I'd like to ask you, Marcus, is how did you meet me? Uh, this is so funny. Um, I remember when I shortly started taking up judo um, back in 2016 um, that I needed to add a bit of uh, jiu-jitsu to my game. So I was looking up online the nearest BJJ schools that were near to me and obviously you guys popped up. So I remember um come actually I remember phoning you and I was saying, Look, yeah, I wanna come down, but is it too late to come down? He's like, No, just come down, um and then we'll just get you started. And then obviously it came down to um Ali Pali BJJ, uh met yourself and the rest of the class and then you know, here we are today. That's that's good. Okay, so um, I'll, I'll start with the, the first weird, weird question. I was once asked to leave a poker game because the smell of my farts was so foul that the other players found it distracting. <laughs> Can you tell me about a time that you've been asked to leave somewhere? Oh, oh that's a good one. That is a good one. Yeah, I think now. I have to think. Yes. Um I think it was last year, summertime, where uh, no labels required. We was doing a wedding shoot um, at a Somali wedding. So it was in a bit of videography and a bit of photography. But how it worked, as when we got to the venue, you have the female side and the male side. Um, yeah. So the males weren't allowed to be there sometimes, but we didn't know, like, we wasn't too sure as to when that would be. But um, so I remember, we, I think we was doing the male stuff first, like getting the um, the photography and the videography, and then when the female started coming in, obviously then we had to be, you know, escorted out the building, so to speak. That segregated weddings, I find they're just such a pain in the ass. <laughs> they really are. Just, just speaking from my own personal experience, kind of like you get lumped on the table with a bunch of strange blokes that you've not met before. 
usually. Yeah. And it's just anyway. I think women do tend to enjoy them in like the Islamic community um, because they can kind of like they don't you know more religious people can just take off the headscarves and just like have a, have a good time. But yeah. if you go in there with like your 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 wife or your sisters and stuff, you want to be able to like see them enjoy and catch up and all that, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It, it was an experience. It was definitely yeah. an experience. Okay, so um, that actually kind of leads on to nicely to my next question. My friend, who is Muslim, had dancing girls at his wedding. The fairly conservative guests were politely stunned. What is the most unexpected thing that you've seen at a wedding? Oh, <laughs> um, for me, the one that I've, I that I have um, um, seen, and again, is at the same kind kind of kind of winning it wasn't necessarily a shock for me but i think it was a shock for the older generation so obviously when you grow up here but your your roots are in other countries you have like emergence like a sorry um emerge of both those cultures so obviously if you grew up like over here in the uk and you're pretty young more than likely you can listen to like grime drill um those types of music so I remember when the, the drill came on and all the young crowd came onto the floor and started skanking out. Yeah. And the whole yeah. generation were like, what's going on over here? <laughs> they yeah, didn't yeah, know yeah, what yeah, was yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah. But it was that, exactly, that exactly the same thing happened at my um my older brother's uh, wedding. So it's kind of, kind of you know, we, we were born and raised here and like my older brother is a, he's, he's quite into hip hop. And yeah. um, so hip hop and kind of like R and B and all that stuff. And his favorite song is the Sound of the Police. So that, <laughs> yeah, so he, <laughs> so he played that at his wedding, and just like all his all his old university mates, every all you know, you know, everyone was kind of like dragged onto the dance floor, and we just started moshing together. And it's just kind of like it's not the the sort of thing you really expect to kind of happen at a um, Muslim wedding, but is you know everyone yeah. seemed to have um have a good time so yeah it's yeah it's you know it's kind of interesting what you say about being um mixed culture and kind of like you know yeah, 100%. how to balance how to balance you know your sort of like traditional um kind of values from from back in the home country and kind of like being brought up here exactly so, but yeah 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 um so um my next question is I stayed in hostels while traveling in Spain. I often shared rooms with people that snored. Um, was it rude of me to wake them up? Yes, it was. Yeah, okay, but, fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> but, but at the same time, if they're snoring at the devil, yeah, and you can't sleep. Oh. <laughs> That there's there was a couple of times yeah when I was staying in um Seville where like I don't know what what he had a deviated septum or like what but he was it was just it was ridiculous I'm just like, I was looking around in the dark room is like, is this not bothering anyone else how can anyone possibly <laughs> there's twelve of us in this room and this dickhead is snoring like a absolute donkey um but yeah I didn't do anything on that occasion because I was just thought oh it's a bit weird. Then there was another time when I was staying in Cordoba and yeah. there's like, I think six of us in the room and someone started snoring 
and I was just I was just fed up. I'd been traveling all day and I said, I need a good night's sleep and hopped down and I, I was about to kind of wake the person up when it was I realized it was a woman. It's just like, oh yeah, oh, I can't really I can't oh, really touch yeah. her. So I just got back into bed, man. Yeah, I was just oh. like that, that is yeah. hashtag me too all day. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag BJJ instructor sexually assaults. <laughs> um, uh, that is a no-go yeah. zone, my friend. Yeah, yeah no-go zone, yeah. Um, let, uh, so let me move on to the next question. Um, while I was uh, travelling on Umrah in Saudi Arabia, I saw a dwarf in a burqa. Can you tell me about a time that you felt bad about nearly laughing at something? I'm not sure if I feel bad about laughing at things because <laughs> I really don't. I've, I've literally, I think people think I'm a savage for this, but I've yeah. gone to judo comps and BJJ comps. And my favorite thing is, yeah, is to watch um, when the little kids cry. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. So like, I, I don't really feel bad because I know it's not the end of the world. But yeah. just seeing them like bow afterwards and you see them, but that game's like personally. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it just that. makes me laugh inside. But then I'm like, but I'm listening to myself because I know they're thinking at that that time that it's the end of the world, you know, and you yeah. know, everyone thinks that they're a loser and you know that they. have let their parents down themselves down at the club down, but it's not yeah. that. It's like it's just a learning experience. Yeah. You'll come back on the mat to do better. So, yeah, I'm I'm not sure it's a question on this list, but um, kind of like one of the funniest things I've ever seen was um, I was in college and I was just walking along the street and this I think she must have been like seven or six years old. This girl fell over, face planted. And I laughed so hard because like the, the funny thing was like the fall itself was funny, yeah. But the, the funniest thing for me was that there was a moment in her face where she's gonna think, Oh, is this bad enough for me to cry? And she just started bawling. <laughs> I just ah, oh. I, I know it hurt, but you know, you could have controlled that moment there a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I found that quite funny. Um, I've I've been that kid, I've been that seven old kid who who literally like, around like that same age. Yeah. I remember I was with my two cousins. You know, I think one was like five years older than me and the other one was like 10 years older than me. So like 12 and 17, whatever. Yeah. And I remember I was running along the street and then, you know, me being a kid, I'm smucking it out. And then, boof, you see me um, drop to the ground and I'm scraping my, my elbow and, and my knee and whatever. And then I'm just there like, ah. Oh. And the first thing that came to my mind was like, ah, oh, I'm going to get beats when I get home, you know. <laughs> yeah 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 this is like the, the generation coming up now is not going to understand that kind of like the fear of getting beats from your parents yeah yeah it's just kind of that's, that's a real fear man as a real fear growing up man like uh you see especially you know from kind of um immigrant parents man they you know they you know they had their they had their own way of um disciplining us exactly <laughs> yeah 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 um, but you know what? Oftentimes, like the beating wasn't so bad. It was just like the fear, yeah, of getting hit was worse. That that anticipation. But yeah, but the you know, kids growing up these days is that's that's not going to be um not going to be um something they're going to worry about. All right, let's uh let's move on to my um next question. My friend Anna once did a sit down intervention with me. She told me I had no chance with a girl that I had a crush on, and that I should kill my feelings for her and move on. 
<laughs> she did this because our entire group of mutual friends found this sound uh, found this situation very uncomfortable. Can you tell me a, about a time where a friend or group of friends of yours has told told you to sort your shit out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Um, yeah, this is this is so dumb looking back at it. Like it's so stupid. But I used to be so um, fired up about football when I was younger, like my my late teens, early twenties. Around yeah. times we would play uh, Power League, which was basically, for those that don't know, Power League is usually, at that time, was mainly at five-a-side football. Um, so I remember we kind of formed this team with um, with some guys that we kind of played against one time, and they kind of like, kind of merged our team together, or we joined their team, um, sorry, I should say. And um, what ended up ha- um, happening was, uh, during this one match, I got so frustrated, right? That I wasn't receiving the ball, that yeah. I literally that I just shouted at my teammates, like just gave them like just completely switched on them and just lost my shit. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That didn't go well. That didn't go down quite well. Yeah, one of my closest my friend, one of my closest friends, Jermaine. Like, yeah, after that, like, but maybe I think it was at that time, and even the day after, like, yeah, he he came at me, man. He came, like, he yeah. Argued that's it was, it was like yeah it's crazy yeah that's um that's fair enough it's weird like when you're younger kind of the things that um upset you and then you you look back and you say why did why did i get so <laughs> angry about that like, I, I, I remember literally kind of i used to um me and a group of mates we used to play um american football kind yeah. of like every Sunday. And I can't even remember remember what the, the argument was about, but I literally got to the stage where it's like, oh, you guys are all dicks. I'm taking my ball and I'm going home. <laughs> and I'm just like, what? Why? Why get upset like that? It's just completely, completely unnecessary. Um, yeah, it's just... Weird. But you know, that's a part of growing up, isn't it? It's just realising. Yeah. It's very difficult, I think, especially for blokes that um, to own up when you've made a mistake. Yeah, definitely. And kind of like, you you know what, my bad. And I think that's, um, I think that's a really, it's very very rare for me to come across someone that um, owns up to a mistake and kind of the bigger the mistake, the harder it is to kind of like, yeah, yeah, say say you were saying the wrong. Um, Talking about being wrong about things. um, As as a young teenager, my, my cousin told me that vaginas tasted like tuna. What is the dumbest thing that you believed about the opposite sex? <laughs> what was the dumbest thing I believed? <laughs> yeah, like, 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 when you're young, it's, I don't know what it's like for like kids these days. But when you we didn't have the internet when I was growing up, yeah. So like yeah, yeah. these root these playground playground rumors would start off, and she's like, "Yeah, you can do this and this, this and like this is the way women work and all that stuff." And it's just kind of like for a long time, I believed that. It's like, yeah, okay, tuna. All right, okay. Oh, well. Uh, I guess I heard that sometimes they smell fishy and stuff in it, but you know, so that kind of makes sense. <laughs> so, yeah. That's classic. <laughs> oh, what was the dumbest thing I heard growing up about um, girls? Um, that is such a good question, man. I was such, bro, in my teens, oh my gosh, I was such an ugly duckling, like literally. So sorry to veer off a little bit, but yeah, yeah. I remember when, like, when my when my voice first broke, you know, and and 
and I remember walking down the road with one of my friends and she was like to me, do you know what, yeah? When I hear you, you sound sexy. But when I look at you, it's like a no. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, bro. Oh, man. I was so crushed. Like, you know, like you could wish the earth would just like swallow you whole there and then like that, rather. Like, no, like, no chill, like this. It's destroyed my dreams. Yeah, that's, oh, that's harsh, man. Oh, but you know, you need that ego check now and then. The thing is, like, um, our listeners can't um, see Marcus at the moment, obviously. He's a very handsome bloke, I have to say. Like, you know, you know he's cool, beautiful, dark skin, very, very pleasant face. So, it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure you don't have any troubles with that at the moment, but that's harsh, bro. That's harsh, mate. Girls can be like that, though, man. Especially <laughs> at that age, when you're man. younger, man. Yeah. ruthless, yeah. absolutely ruthless, man. I remember like my my teenagers just being like, like it just being terrible for me and the opposite sex. When I was just like, yeah, I got like zero games, zero looks, zero anything. Like it was just like, oh my gosh, I am just floating about yeah. it. <laughs> I, I still kind of. Yeah, I, I I completely get you, man. It's like everyone. The thing is, like when you're when you're kind of going through that period, like the only way to kind of like get better at it is by doing it, and you just have to yeah. like toughen up. It's like I hate to use this analogy because if you do jujitsu, guys, everything you 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 kind of like refer to refers back to jujitsu, but it's yeah, just kind of like rolling. <laughs> like the first couple of times you start sparring, you're gonna get kind of like smoked. You know, they're gonna get turned down, all of this, and then you just have to kind of develop that um that uh you know, you get a bit tougher, a bit bit tougher to kind of like you bat you bat away the nose, you bat away all this, because you know, you try and try and convince them to kind of like speak to you and stuff. But yeah, it's um it's tough. Have you had any kind of um lockdown dates during kind of like the pandemic? <laughs> like, because I'm 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 gonna be going on like a socially distancing date, um tomorrow hopefully and it's just kind of like i don't know what like the um i don't know what like the the procedure is what the what the etiquette is and stuff so i was just wondering if you if, if you'd had any yeah, like, I, virtual I, dates actually, or... I, I have i've got even tried me that no have you know like, yeah. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um to be fair bro um, I'll, I'll just tell you straight um it was quite it was oh my days I'm sure within like the first like two minutes, like two meter distance was, was broken in that two minutes. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> enough, yeah. Like, that that went left real quick. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, huh. It wasn't like touching for that, but like the distance yeah. wasn't like TV, isn't it? It was just yeah, yeah, yeah. Two minutes apart. <laughs> yeah, that that, that died. <laughs> so. Yeah. Fair enough, man. Fair enough. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. I think for you tomorrow, it should be all right because obviously Johnson's got, you know, Bojo's got the the whole bubble thing going on. So, like, really and truly, like, it, like, it's pretty much like... Well, the, the thing is, we're just planning on going to the, the park for a walk. Yeah, um, and just Sorry, Yeah, man. you know what I mean? It's just like one of those one of those uh, situations because I, I suggested, like, a virtual date, but she says, she's like... um. Gavin is like, dude, I'm on like Zoom chats all day. I just I need to see someone in person. 
It's all right. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, yeah. 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 Hey. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yo, we should play no games like Andrew's like, hey, <laughs> Zeep all day. No, 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 no. I need to face to face in some time. Yeah, fair enough. That's <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, uh, what's the next question I should ask you? I've got I've got like a list of these embarrassing things that have happened to me. Um, okay, let's uh, let's try this one. Um, a judge once told me that a consent order that I draft I drafted was so badly written that it was likely to leave my firm open to a negligence claim in the hundreds of thousands. Wow. Thankfully, my client wasn't in court, and I didn't tell my boss. What is the biggest mistake that you've made and not told anyone about? Oh, they're gonna know today, aren't they? Um, <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? Yeah, with me, anything that I, that I especially when I was younger, right? Anything that I'd done when I was younger, um, I would do my best to hide it from my mum because if yeah. she found out, yeah, it was yeah. game over. So, what? Yeah, oh, okay. This, this story is so, so sick. I don't, I don't think I've been in trouble now for it, but I, I just say it anyway. So me and my brother, my brother is younger than me, right? Yeah. He's like 10 years younger than me. So when we were younger, we used to like fight a lot. We used to argue and blah, 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 and, and all that fun stuff. But one of these days, or so one of those days, I should say, we was mucking about in the house and we had like this kind of, um, this kind of foam rocket. Yeah. And like this, if you just kind of um, um, pumped it, it would go flying across the room sort of thing. Yeah. So we was playing with that, right? So I'm like, all right, cool, boom, boom. So I've got the um the foam rocket. I've literally launched it. Yeah. I hit my brother in the eye. And oh, I was no. like, oh, shit, I'm here beats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first one came to my head that I'm gonna get beats. Not that in my brother's eye. I'm gonna get licks right there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, We've all been like his eye was fine and it wasn't like you know what I mean? But yeah, just that moment there, I was like, oh shit, she can always she so I've, I've got two i've got two two brothers one older one younger and it's just like we'd like rough house and wrestle with each other and like fight quite often and there'd all be that t- time kind of like when it got too rough he's like like <laughs> especially happened to my younger brother a bit where we kind of we'd hit him a bit too hard and he'd just kind of like go limp on the floor or bang his head a bit it's just like, no 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 you're all right you're all right you're all right you're all right you're fine, you're fine. Get up, get up, get up. don't tell mom don't tell mom <laughs> Happened, um, happened quite often. I remember kind of like we used to do so many stupid things as um kids. So like um, uh, one of the things we used to do, uh, me and my brothers, we used to do something called um the slipper war. So yeah. We get all the shoes in the house, and we'd like line up, uh, line them up on either side of my mum's bed, my oh, mum, my mum's nice. dad's bed, and it'd be like you know World War One trench warfare. We'd take a shoe and try and hit each other. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of you know is 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 kind of um it's kind of funny it's just like a few times like we came close to like knocking a lamp off the table and stuff yeah like, i can imagine oh, that probably, was that. <laughs> probably, probably too much in the house man <laughs> yeah yeah um let's uh let's move on to the next uh next question um da, 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 da. i've answered that question twice okay let's let's go for a bit of a gross one i once accidentally drank some of my mate's piss what is the grossest thing that you've had in your mouth i don't know man what food have i had that's so gross 
Spurlina. What's that? It's like a... <laughs> Basically, it, um, it's like this uh, a supplement. Yeah. Which is good for um, um, blood circulation and that kind of things for, um, for your body. Yeah. Uh, so I've, I remember like discovering it maybe about, I think it was around eight years ago or so. Or so. Yeah. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, let me, let me go down to Holland and get me one of those and see, see what it's like. So literally, yeah. I've, I've got it now. Both I put it in, you know, mix up with water, and I drank it, and I and I spat it out. Yeah. Like yeah. Year. Okay. Um, yeah, that's kind of like, um, yeah. There's there's a lot of um, traditional uh, Pakistani foods that I can't get along with. Like there's this dessert called um, kheer, which is like this um, rice pudding type thing, and I just I yeah. just I, I don't get along with that at all at all I just i can't i can't um i can't stand that um uh yeah so let's let's move on to the next question um once while taking a late night dump i was startled by mounts i screeched like a schoolgirl and leapt up onto the toilet seat can you tell me about a time that you were startled do you know what back in the day i must say back in the day years ago um i used to work in um, retail in august yeah <clears throat> so me and my friend we would go around scaring people in it like yeah. out of nowhere scaring people and then the one day it happened to me yeah, <laughs> yeah. And when they got me back they got me back good I couldn't even you know you can't even say like, <laughs> walk away in shape <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 um, so for me, those kind of stupid little things there where you just go around scaring each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I remember like um, recently that my um, my nephews insulted me. And I, I like, it's, it's such a stupid insult, but there's like, for me at the moment, there was no good comeback that I had. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, my, um, what my nephew said to me was that um, he eats grass in the field and moves all day. He's a cow. He's a cow. And I just like, it's just like, bruvs. I just there's no there's no comeback from that. I'm a cow. I eat grass wow. in the field and move all day, man. So it's just like wow. one, of, one of them things, yeah. Um, so let's let's have a couple more questions and we'll have a bit of um a general chat about kind of like projects you're working on. Stuff. So um, yeah, let's have <clears> let's do this. Did you? I think you've kind of already addressed this question a little bit earlier on. But um, I'll ask it uh, anyway. Once um, after I'd finished training jiu-jitsu, me and my teammates stripped down to our underwear and had an impromptu bodybuilding contest. One of my friends said I had no ass. Not that I had a small ass or a flat ass, but I had no ass. This comment comment hurt me deeply. Can you tell me about a time, uh, a hurtful comment that someone has made about your body so you, i think you've already kind of mentioned that um the the girl at school saying that oh, yeah, your voice was nice but your body was no <laughs> but I've got, yeah i've got more like just even now during this lockdown period right so literally i went was it before nothing no, it's just before lockdown sorry i should say around this kind of time anyway but i went to my mom's house yeah you know mom's, you know you're just talking and whatever blah 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 but whenever I go see my mom, she always looks me up, up and down. 
every single time without fail. She's always observing me for whatever reason. I don't know why she does it. She just does it. That's like her thing, right? Yeah. And then she comes to me, and it comes to me, right? And then she pokes my stomach and goes, "Hmm, you're getting fat." <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that yeah, that's pretty tight. Oh. I really, I really enjoyed that because like the the main robot and partners, like the robot was just like this complete schlub. He's just yeah. like, oh, yeah, yeah, I really, um, but he had that special medal inside him. So yeah, I quite, I quite enjoyed that. Um, uh, okay, so this is the last of the um, jokey questions I've got. Um, as I've gotten older, I've grown hairy werewolf ears. <laughs> I either have to trim these hairs or pluck them out. What is the most tiresome part of your self-grooming regime? So what's the thing that you have to kind of like do kind of on the regular to make yourself look nice that you just think, if I could get rid of this, my life would be a lot better. If I could just like maintain my hair, yeah, that would be so fantastic. But yeah, here's a thing break down why it's so difficult. And people who go to barbers are this, right? There's been many times I've gone to the barbers and I've been there, sitting there waiting for five hours to get my hair cut. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, but I am not that patient. Yeah. Yeah, for five hours. Literally, I go to the barber's man, yeah, with, um, with my, with my um, tablet to read books or to watch videos. Yeah. Like maybe I'm prepared to be there for two, three hours. Yeah. I'm just, uh, yeah, it's, it's so tiresome, particularly when I'm training as well. And, I, and I'm thinking to myself, I, I literally avoid the barbers just for the time and not because yeah. I want to get haircut or whatever. It's because of the fact of the time that to, to kind of sit down and my barber doesn't do appointments. Doesn't yeah. Do... Yeah. So can I, I think this is going to come across as a bit of a, like a racist question, but like I've noticed this a lot in kind of like Afro-Caribbean barbers. Like there's usually like, they're usually packed and there's usually like a long line. Yeah. to them and they kind of like usually they is it like the haircuts take longer or kind of what is the what's the reason for why kind of like there's such a long wait there on average to do a haircut it was about half an hour okay okay it's about half right. an hour for getting like a full haircut it's about because you're going to do your hair you're going to do your beard you've got a beard yeah and whatnot and you know all, all the other stuff and plus they'd be sometimes they'd be chatting as well yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because <laughs> obviously it's it's a like in a barbershop, isn't it? It's like a thing where you just kind of, especially if you and your friends have the same barber or people in in your area have the same barber, like you yeah. you kind of sit around and chat in it, and and you know yeah you just, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's kind of like that kind of community thing, you know what I mean? So yeah, you just you're chatting, you bust two two jokes, and you watch football, you watch boxing, whatever the case may be, and you're just there, and you just everyone's just there, kind of relaxed, and everyone's kind of chatting shit like the teams and Chelsea and Tottenham and Arsenal and Man United and whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So. It just becomes one of those places, um, but for me, it's just the fact that I kind of want to be in and out, and yeah. I literally go on, on particular days where I think it's going to be the less busiest. Yeah, like trying so, to like I used to go. My um, dad's office used to be in um, Seven Sisters, and there was like a, a Africa Caribbean barbers just like down the road from his office. Yeah, and every Saturday when I'd go to the office with him, it'd be just like Ramajam packed yeah. man and it's just like wow these guys have been like I've, i'd go to the <laughs> i'd go into the office kind of like you know maybe 11 o'clock in the morning and we'd come back come out kind of like f- three or four and there's still the same people waiting to get their hair cut i just like yeah. i'm like you man i just like my my experience of um haircutting is like i hate small talk i hate kind of like um <laughs> all that sort of like little chat and stuff like that i just you know i just yeah. want you to cut my hair don't ask me about my day 
don't ask me any of these other things. I'm not really interested in developing a personal relationship with you. I just want you to cut my hair so I can get out of here and get back to me doing what I want to be doing. So like, yeah, fortunately yeah. for me, like I've got that, you know, um, I've, I don't know if it's a good thing that I've lost my hair, but it's just kind of, all right, it's, it's not really a choice for me. I've got to the stage with my hair now, just like, even if I grew it out long, like people would say to me, bruv, you need to give it up, man. It's sort of there, but it's not really. So, um, yeah, so just, you know, do it myself. Um, it's fine. So um, thanks, dude, for for answering those questions. I hope none of those were um, too good. So I wanted to kind of uh, um, ask you a bit about your um, photography and kind of how you got into that. And yeah kind of you know going to these um sort of different different events how that um came about um with, with the photography it was kind of um as you said before about um drawing being therapeutic um for me at that time i didn't have a creative outlet so i like obviously i love music everyone else i love i love you know anime i, I love you know marvel dc all, all those things there um but I just when I went when I went back to doing like the drawing, I just couldn't get back into it, so to speak. Yeah. So, but but what really caught my eye was photography, and I started kind of looking up, you know, I started looking up on YouTube and stuff like that, and kind of kind of doing a bit of research, and looking at photos and how good people were making them look, and I would, and it, it just caught my attention. So then I started kind of researching what cameras or entry level cameras I can get that was decent that could that I could um, grow with. Yeah. And then from there, it just kind of grew and it started as a, as a hobby. And then just over time, I, I just kept practicing and what the case was. And then, you know, I kept learning and kept adding to my arsenal. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. And right now, so that, that was it for me. It was just a creative outlet for me to kind of express myself. Um, since I'm not very good at, at expressing myself through um, either written or verbal. So it was a nice outlet for me to have. Yeah, um, it's yeah. I, I so for me, I find I find photography like anything that's too technical. I get frustrated with it quite quickly. Yeah. So I think you know it's it's nice that you got like the the patience to kind of um stick to stick with it. Do you remember that, that, that used to be? I don't know if you're still around. There used to be this um YouTube channel where they used to review like lenses and stuff. There's like um there's a Hong Kong guy, a guy from Hong oh. Kong. <laughs> what was his <laughs> name? Is he going oh, to buy as like, he's Chinese, but has a, like a, um, a British accent? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you used to oh, talk about the pocket. Yeah, yeah. He's funny, man. I like that guy. He's funny, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's an expensive habit to have, man, kind of like the camera rigs, because I've got like a Canon 700D, and I can only afford a couple of lenses because glass is expensive, man expensive um so how you kind of you got any tips for budding photographers out there in terms of like where to find uh, cheap gear kind of like any of that stuff yeah um for me i think the problem that i found was i think the the perspective that you have going into it is like you're, you're looking at things through being a consumer yeah. and not um an owner and what i mean by that is um because we're so used to being pushed so many consumerist products. So for example, like average laptops, average phones and so on and so forth, we kind of have, have that kind of same mindset towards um, when buying a camera. 
but you can't look at buying a camera as, as, as for buying a camera, you have to look at it as buying a whole system because whatever system you decide to buy, you have to kind of stick with it. So yeah. for example, my first camera was the Sony A6000. So what to look at was not just the camera itself, but what range of lenses it had, the cost of those lenses um, that are native and that are third party lenses. Yeah. Um, and all the little accessories that come with it. So like the tripods, you know, the flashes, um, all those little accessories there. So when you're buying a camera, you need to look at the different systems as to what the, and what systems you're going into, the bang for buck, and how, and do you want to do this as a amateur um, enthusiast or professional? So then once you um, can answer those questions, you can then decide as to what um, as to what system system to buy into. So for me, the system, um, the reason I chose the Sony at the time was because it was a decently priced system that had a decent range of lenses, which I could invest in. But also, the great thing about buying camera gear as well is that in our industry, it retains quite a high value. So if you bought, let's say, for example, um, a camera with a kit lens and you bought it, let's say, for £400, more than likely, about two or three years out of life, you want to sell it, you can maybe recoup that maybe 250 or £300 of it. Yeah, yeah, quite easily, yeah. So let's yeah. say, for example, you've maybe done like, I don't know, like a, um, a job for a client, one or two, you've easily kind of made up your money from it as well. So depending on what angle you want to um, look at it from. Um, if you do a couple of jobs, this it's not really expensive. It's just like an investment into doing what you're doing. So, yeah. I don't know, but there's some of those lenses, man, kind of, uh, I think I saw a lens that was like 10 grand. Yeah. I was just like, where, bruv, what are you, like, how many photos are you going to have to take to flip in, earn your money back off of that, man? It's just kind of like, it's, especially yeah, kind yeah. of like some of the expensive, like, um, uh canon lenses or like um what's the what's the other one is it zine or something yeah, oh uh, yeah yeah nice nice yeah yeah some of those expensive ones just like yeah, yeah. they, they mainly work think... with them only uh those those guys so their their glasses are their glasses are very expensive um but it was like i was saying to to before it it literally just depends on what you're what you're getting for and also the option of having to buy third party lenses so you can get like a similar lens, um, but it'd be cheaper to get from the third party than to get a native yeah. lens. Um, so that's what's brilliant about our, our industry as well. You've got um, a range, depending on who you live, of course, but you have a decent range to to pick to, to pick from. So that's a really good. Um, that's really kind of good advice that you've um given out there. Um, in terms of um, no labels required and photography, usually you guys you head out to um mardi gras and carnivals and stuff like that due to lockdown those events aren't happening so i was just wondering what projects you guys had in had if you've got any projects that you're working on at the moment and kind of like what your plans for for post lockdown are um it's quite interesting you kind of asked me a question um, i think like a lot of people who are um who are who have startups like myself or have full-blown businesses um, being able to adjust on the fly um, is quite difficult. Um, so 
it kind of um, kind of switched our mindsets as to what we could do right now. So one of them being was looking at doing live um, events, uh, obviously through through um, through either through Zoom, YouTube, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. That was one option for us. Another option for us is to kind of promote businesses, but and how will we do this is that we would go to their homes and either do like a photo shoot or do a video shoot depending on what they need. So I think last week uh, we uh, Jermaine had just started doing one um, for business owner um, at their house and we was just kind of doing like a little a mini documentary for them and they're going to do some more shooting next week as well with that too. Um, next couple of weeks we're going to be starting shooting with Jeff and doing some instructional videos as well and then for myself um, I'll be doing a home shoot um, with a client next month um, with them as well so it's literally just about adapting um, to, to what you have and yeah we trying to do this but it kind of just, it kind of just happened um, which is quite interesting uh, we didn't think we were going to do this this so soon it wasn't their plans but because of what's happened right now, let's kind of switch them up and then kind of put this on the forefront right now. And then, you know, we'll see what we can do from that. Yeah. So um, I was actually, I was at social media. So one of the things I've been doing um, during this lockdown is um, there's this website called Eventbrite and they've got loads yeah. of free online events. And I attended one of their social media talks that was on there. And um, the, the lady on there was, saying that one of her clients is a photographer and he's still doing like family portraits during lockdown. So you just like take um, pictures of families um, kind of like on their doorstep. Yeah. And it's, just, it's kind of like, okay, that's, you know, that's kind of like when you, when it's your way of making money, you know, that's kind of like the drive to be innovative about kind of like getting, getting that bread. Exactly. Um, yeah. So yeah. Um, exactly. The last thing I wanted to uh, ask you about was, the uh jiu-jitsu events that um that you run kind of no one knows when jiu-jitsu is going to be back really yeah. um, i was speaking to stuart and raki about the judo club and they, they think optimistically september time um yeah. is realistic for the club to, to come back so i was just wondering you know what your plans i mean once lockdown's finished kind of where 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 where, where you want to go with um the jiu-jitsu events seeing kind of like um in the medium to kind of like long term um to be fair i don't think uh, we'll be doing any until uh possibly until 2021 yeah. um i i think the main focus for us right now is that we're just in the plan stages so i've literally um recently just um, develop some logos for some new logos for the new event because it's going to be rebranded. Yeah, um, so just literally just finished doing that a few months ago, and now we're just make, basically just planning on how we're going to do the next event when it's safe. Um, we're looking to go to a bigger venue next time as well, um, so that would make things a lot easier, maybe make people look more, more easy. And once again, um, because of this, we don't know how. Um, comfortable people are going to be being in big gatherings. So once again, yes, yeah. what we've been looking at is streaming it live. So again, it's it's all about being able to adapt and 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 adapting with the audience. So that's what we're looking at right now. 
Um, obviously, as, as time goes by and, and see what happens with this, with Miss Rona, we'll see what happens with that. And then once we have more of a clearer idea, we can then proceed forward as to when we can actually set in a definite date. Um, but for now, um, we're thinking 2021, maybe early 2021, maybe what we're looking at um, for now, depending on what happens um, with this pandemic. Okay, that's. I think that sounds um, really sensible, actually. Um, so, yeah, my last question is, is there any question you'd like me to ask future guests? <laughs> any question at all? Would you like to add a question? Oh, um... <laughs> mm. have what was it like having the sex talk with their parents ah, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's that that that's yeah that well, still not had that talk because i'm from a pakistani family so <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm adding that your parents okay i'm adding that okay dude that's um all my questions uh for today can you uh please let my um audience know uh where they can find you on social media and kind of any projects that you want to kind of like plug or promote and stuff like that um as i've said before what we do is um, photography and videography and um, if you're interested in, in our services you can find us on instagram as no labels required again that is no labels required um, if you want to follow myself personally um, i'm known on the gram as the ronin 88 so that is tango hotel echo romeo oscar november india november 88 again that is Tango, Hotel, Echo, Romeo, Oscar, November, India, November 8-8. Okay, that's it, man. Thank you very much, dude. Um, I'll stop the I'll stop the recording now.